0: My name is Red Thunder Woman, my married English name is Michelle Robinson, and I use she and her pronouns. Native Calgarian is being recorded on the lands of the Nitsitapi, which is the Blackfoot Confederacy. Uh, the Blackfoot South and the imposed U.S.-Canadian border are the Blackfeet. The North of the border are the Siksika, Gunai, and Bogani of the Confederacy. These lands are Treaty 7, signed September twenty-second, 1877. With signatures that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Wesley Chiniki and Bearspaw Nations of the Stoney, and the Dené from Sutina, I acknowledge all First Nation, Métis, Inuit status and non-status across Turtle Island as the keepers of these lands. All non-Indigenous are treaty partners with the government signing on your behalf. I honor the Blackfoot as the elders and members have been so kind to me on my red road journey. Elder Red Crane taught me how to pronounce my spirit name. I was born in Calgary or in Blackfoot Mokinsi as Michelle Elliott another English name which has afforded me privilege in an English colonial world. My mother is Northern Slavey Denny or Satu Denny, but my Indian Act and Post status card by the Canadian government says Yellow Knives Denny. My father is so Canadian, I'm a daughter of the Mayflower and a daughter of the American Revolution while having an Indian Act and Post status card. My Denny lineage treats me in the land of the Hare People, also called the Great Bear Lake People in Treaty 11. When I say hare, I don't mean hare, I mean bunny rabbits. Um, I'm a native to Turtle Island, and my Dene Nation is a visitor to this area of Intehe in Satu Dene, meaning many horse town, named after the Calgary Stampede. Land acknowledgments are critical for creating a safer space for Indigenous, as well as honoring the host as the guest and acknowledging your role as a treaty partner. My humblest apologies to the Blackfoot elders and language keepers as I try to learn proper pronunciation. Any mistakes or misinterpretations will be on me. I encourage questions so that misunderstandings can be cleared up as soon as possible. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous. I just share what I know as I walk down my red road. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian where you can pledge and support. Um, we just had a major catastrophe happen in our life. So when I say I thank you, I mean it from the bottom of our heart. Um, maybe I'll get a little more into it here in a moment, uh, but if you value listening or watching and you can afford to give, thank you to those who cannot afford to give. I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com where you can send in your comments or your questions. Also giving a review helps on whatever medium you're listening from. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, you can go and subscribe or you can go to nativecalgarian.com for the latest podcasts and pin posts on social media. And I can't emphasize enough how you sharing my Patreon account, my Gmail, these are the things that help me with donations. And I say it and I tell people give me a review, but I don't know if they understand the gravity of how much that helps. So, you know, if you, if you are still sending me private messages on how to help, but you're not hearing me, I'm telling you, I have a Patreon, I have an email, I have, I'm asking you to give me a review. These are the ways that you can help me. So please do. And for those who did, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my family's heart, we thank you because We're still, we're five weeks in and we're still not getting EI from the government. Um, They're processing it. So we are days before Christmas and that's, that's the government for you. (laughs) 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 Myself, I'm lucky enough to have a guest. Please feel free to introduce yourself in your way.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Rio Lance. I use the pronouns he and they. Um, I'm actually an Algonquin Indigenous from Ontario. I was born in Pembroke, Ontario. Ironically, the House of Commons uh, does resign on my territory, ironically, since we were just talking about EI. Um, I'm an MBA student currently working on a business administration, and I hope to run as an independent candidate in the next provincial election. So, thank you for having me today, Michelle.
0: Not just having you, you're a returning guest. Yes, I'm a returning guest. (laughs) And (laughs) you're right here in Calgary. So, it's so great when other like urban Indigenous can be on the podcast and talk, you know, discuss the insanity of what has happened since May. Whole lot.
1: Exactly. I know. It's been several months (laughs) since I've been on here. But yeah, lots has happened.
0: So much, so much. So, I guess. May was when we decided we were going to Lethbridge for a new job opportunity that he started in May. And um, yeah, and started learning about landlords again and going through that entire process (laughs) and then getting, um, you know, a quick goodbye and running back here. You know what? We were this close to houselessness. And I'll tell you, um, I have a friend right now that we're looking after their, their pupper. Um, yeah. You know, this is a person that's working in the community, has done really great work with youth, um, you know, and, sh- and they um, actually prefer um, us use those pronouns, so I'll correct myself every time. Um, they are, you know, they, they went to find a new landlord, the landlord gave them the thumbs up, and then they realized they were on EI, and the landlord said no. So they found out the day they were supposed to move in that they don't have a place to move in.
1: Oh, so now wow. they're houseless. So now wow. the very
0: services that they would normally refer their clients to are the very services that they're utilizing. And I just, I'm so angry because that very well could have been us. Actually, there's, there's no reason. And ironically, after MMIW, after COVID, it's Christmas time. This is how people are still being treated, you know? Yeah. and and this and, and I just I don't have any respect for elected officials from the past and, and present because yeah we, we this this can't be happening no. you know and yet it is it's happening every day to our friends our family our co-workers our colleagues I just can't believe it that we're still here that you know the 1920s rights that workers were fighting for then we have to start fighting for them now because it's so painfully clear that the UCP government, that the, you know, previous um, conservative government, which Kenny was a part of, like, and and then the years of uh, federal, both parties cutting and cutting and cutting. We're all broke. We're all broke.
1: Yep. Well, and I, for me personally, I think that Honestly, this is the best way I can describe it. There's snakes on both sides really. And I mean, I'm just baffled with like I know that CERB uh, the Canadian or Canada rec- recovery benefit ended like back in October I know that they just passed the lockdown benefit but I, there's no word on how soon people can get that like and then EI there's lots of people who are not even getting their EI that they've applied for it because it's always a waiting game for that and I've remembered being I've been on EI myself three times and I've waited I think the longest I waited was 12 weeks which in my opinion is ludicrous when you have you know mortgage That's- or Quarter,
0: you and I know that's a fiscal quarter that all of these rich people they would literally cut two hundred jobs over a quarter. Yeah, we can't get EI.
1: No, exactly.
0: Like I, I, and you know, this is another conversation about Western alienation. You know, we we try to do our best. We work. We do. We pay our taxes. We do the things we're meant to do. Yeah. And here we are needing the system. And we're five weeks days before christmas and we can't get the money so yep. if it wasn't for like i cannot emphasize this to every single person who gave us a, a penny if it wasn't for your donations there is a high chance our home we'd be i uh, would be houseless yep. there's just no nice way to say it yep. and and i just it's so much bigger that i'm so angry at the world, at the system, but not, obviously, my donors, my listeners, um, (laughs) you know, not them. (laughs) God knows, not them. Not them, exactly. you you yourself, like, you've been so busy, and, you know, one of the things I love about you being my, um, you know, urban Indigenous brother in politics, like, we're so stupidly busy, and yet here you are in the worst moments of my life trying to send me private messages of hey I love you thinking about you you know and and I just can't I can't tell you enough how much that means to me from the bottom of my heart like I got lots of love from so many people with with kind messages like that I had people giving us lasagnas I know I, I I cannot believe
1: the amount of kindness that there still is because there's a lot of times I sort of feel I've lost faith in humanity but when I see everything that has happened with you and all this kindness you've gotten it just it fills my heart because there's still good people out there it's good to know that they exist
0: yeah they're not elected officials but you know (laughs) 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 they're not our elected officials but no no honestly and but it's it is more than that like it's not just my situation or my friends it's that you know, I, I'm taking the C train every day, and despite all of these bloody freaking promises from the previous mu- municipal government, and, oh my God, we did so much for transit <laughs> I'm still commuting an hour and a half from an established community to downtown Calgary. Yep. And, and back. Like, that's still the freaking reality. At least now I have a seat, you know. Yeah. Which is, but holy yeah. Hannah. <laughs> Like, this is the first time I've had a seat in riding public transit. Like, Well, you know, it's funny you bring this up because our past
1: mayor, and I don't mean to say anything negative, but our past mayor, he really tried to make, in a lot of ways I found, he tried to make Calgary like New York, which I find ironic because New York transit, it goes 24-7. And it there's no 26-minute there's no wait for your next train. So, I mean, like, I think like it's just it's ironic we're a lar- we're the largest city in Alberta and yet people are still waiting or taking an hour two hours just to get to work yeah, from no, main communities this isn't from like you know a community that might not have transit it's
0: even the main communities like the ones that we have both a catholic school and an elementary like so I mean, that is not the reality across the city at, in any capacity. Yep. Um, holy anyway, so much to, to kind of unpacking and talk about. And now you and I are dealing with this new variant and, yes. you know, and, and I'm so pissed off because Jason Kenny outright said, he goes, so my christmas plans i under the current rules can't happen so i'm just going to change the plans so they can who cares about he didn't say this but like i'm sarcastic <laughs> of course so i'm like who cares about a new variant who cares about our overstretched uh, healthcare system who cares we're just gonna yeah. change the rules yeah like other it's... places in the world are like holy cow we got to do a full lockdown and he's like i'm catholic the rules don't apply to me and my family so <laughs> i'll just change it for christmas and then i don't know maybe the on january 3rd we'll just change them back to a, a worse and i'm like oh my god you're gonna love you know. this so my new job they um you know this you know joe rogan type guy comes in oh i don't mean to wear a mask so literally our job to verify people's like you know paperwork and um he gave us a fake exemption, you know, somebody slapped on like a government of Canada and a government of Alberta. And I'm like, Oh, look at this, not a physician's letter that signed with all your reasons and your time limit until you have to get your vaccine. But yeah, no, please go off how this is like totally legit. Um, You know, I, I just, Oh my God. And, and the worst part is he thinks Jason Kenney is like, a goddamn liberal who's taking away his goddamn freedoms like every other stupid fucking redneck in this goddamn province. yeah, and I'm like, you're an idiot and and of course, they will never get the stupid variant. It'll be us working almost minimum wage front line, yep. the yep. ones who are getting it and then and then they'll blame us. well, you yep. shouldn't be goddamn poor. you shouldn't be an elected official. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, and on the topic of that, the other thing I'm upset about is the COVID test kits that they've put out and how I've actually seen people personally I know, like, get 10 of those kits and they're only, like, a couple, so there's only two people and they're getting 10 of those kits. So, and then there's me, I still have yet to get a kit, so I just, yeah, this government just is failing and failing and failing
0: and it's getting exhausting. Oh, I'm way past that. I'm like, I'm barely living. (laughs) it's It's only been two weeks of full-time work again but man I it's so exhausting and um I I'm supposed to be getting one of those sleep apnea machines and like I tell you the week that I got to use that I slept so well I felt like I was going to like get healthy again um maybe it'll even reduce my heart meds and yep Indiana Fair has approved it but until they get paid, I'm not getting that machine. We're going to have this conversation in fucking six months, I think. Oh,
1: I believe it. I believe it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that money's oh. not coming through. No way. But, you know, oh, Jordan's principal and <laughs> MMIW in Korea and, and we really care. Our most important relationship is reconciliation. No. As to the to enter at the uh, barrel of the RCMP's gun. Yep. And, it, and everyone knows it like they don't have the resources for the infrastructure that was eliminated from all of the flooding that they had from the downpour from the fires but they got resources and money to be able yep. to point guns at natives. yep and and unarmed peaceful natives yeah i matter. know yeah
1: genocide 101 in our country right
0: oh did you love that report that came out that said that despite being less than five percent of the population indigenous women are 50 percent of the prison system oh wow after the inquiry report after all of these recommendations from the you know royal commission on aboriginal people in 96 the 2015 trc justice calls to action We have the inquiry report that's been out since 2017 with 231 calls to justice.
1: (laughs) Need you go on, right? Need I go on with
0: multiple reports from every province that has talked about these issues? Like, fuck off. I know, I know. (laughs) Fuck off.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Literally, the person I'm talking about is uh, a femme, Indigenous femme. And who, whose dog is like, you know, stick, staying with us on, on the, at night until they can figure out the, the situation. Like the, this situation, I swear to God. You know, and, and the worst part is, this is white people. Oh my God, you guys are so resilient. No, quit <laughs> saying that. Yeah. You are putting us in a situation of extreme dependency and survival. We barely are making ends meet a lot of our folks are not I want to recognize that and oh that was the other point I was going to try to make about the public transit I see cops I've seen them at Franklin uh this one cop this district four cops like you're not even looking me in the eye you're not even looking me in the eye and he was being so overly aggressive to a very clearly like houseless indigenous um person who was who was so high they couldn't Mm -hmm. They couldn't focus i mean yeah. blackfoot culture you're not even actually supposed to look authority people in the eye anyway but you know whatever uh, obviously they're the police who uh, last week the the chief said don't call us racist obviously they're um you know diversity training's fucking working yeah that's sarcasm for anybody <laughs> that doesn't understand what sarcasm is <laughs> like holy so so this is Calgary days before Christmas yep. in 2021. This is yep. my reality. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, at Marlborough, like they're just they're just standing there all the time. Um so we have lots of um houseless people in Marlboro station oh, and, and and every morning they're there and it's just it's so awful because it is. Uh, you know elected officials clearly never ride freaking transit because if they did they'd have to see this
1: yep exactly yep (laughs) (laughs) well you know and it's funny because I just I said this to my my partner earlier today too I said you know if we had more candidates who actually experienced real things such as taking transit and I take transit a lot I mean we would probably get more shit done, mind my French, but like, seriously, like, I just think a lot of these people who get elected, it's just they're there for their 15 minutes of fame, or whatever you want to call it, or they just uh, want the attention. But this is beyond having the attention, like you're there for your constituents, you need to be fighting for them, you need to know what they're going through.
0: Oh, my God, I've never actually so you know that both <laughs> my premier blocked me and my uh, my elected official for city council blocked me because I was critical yeah. about you know these issues. Yeah. So they they both blocked me, and and it's not like I'm I'm mean, especially on Twitter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, know like I literally show them. Oh, was this you that voted against the MMIW motion? Block. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's my answer. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know I never even spoke to that ward, your ward member. And I'm blocked by him too. And I'm just like, you know, it's, this is the problem. Why are like, we should be allowed to ask questions. Like you're an elected official. That's what you're there for. We should be allowed to ask questions. Like you said, you're not bullying them. You're just saying, is this you? <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Like, yeah, I, I don't know. So so yeah, that, that's where we're at. And, and this is, you know, it's so funny because like the new immigrant, the new Canadian who's like, oh my God, you saved my life is the best place on the planet. And it's like, yeah, for you. Um, that was the other thing I've learned about, you know, Service Alberta is all the different classifications of uh, citizenship they have for people. So, you know, if you're out of province, if you're out of country, if you're here on a work permit. If you're a student, if you're a temporary foreigner, there's a whole classification. There's one for healthcare for truckers compared to, um, well, truckers and NHL players are together that you're allowed to be out of the province, whatever 183 days of the year or something. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. So we got colonialism figured out to a T here mm-hmm. in Alberta. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So if you're a new immigrant thinking this is the best country. It's because your classification is different, I promise you than two status natives. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> truth, truth
1: bombs, lots of truth bombs today.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So I'm I'm so grateful you're on for no other reason for us to be sarcastic and laugh together at yep. the insanity of what people think is the reality of Canada. Because this is like incredible I I don't know and and even even for me like I I'm just so shocked at the state of jobs like everyone I know is working close to minimum wage even if they've had degrees even if they have years of experience yeah because that's the state of the work um force right now yeah and and it's insane that you have people like Jason Kenney being like oh my god I can't believe that there's a work shortage. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's break this down, dude. Federally, you did everything you could to undo the unions up in Fort McMurray. Everything you could. Now we have like temporary foreign workers and migrant workers doing the worst jobs, dying regularly. And everyone's like, so glad they're out of here. Oh, wow. You know, like, everyone's totally cool, status quo. Yeah. And, you know, now we're in a situation where you do have, really educated people who are without work and the industry is going right on. So now I can pay people $40,000, but expect master's degrees and five years work experience. And they're getting it because we're all broke and need money. Yep. Yep, exactly. Well, and that's my fear. Like I'm,
1: as I said, I'm working on my master's. I'm scared of when I get into the workforce, uh, having a master's degree and probably being paid something like $40,000 a year, you know, because that's the the mentality of what's going on right now. And people think, oh, this is good. This is good thing because we're getting those workers. But, you know, you have $100,000 in student loans making 40000 awesome.
0: You will never <laughs> own a home. Now that I'm now in this situation, where thank God our our house did not sell, like it is incredible what people are charging for rent. Oh, I I know. God forbid. Like so. I and if you're not from Alberta, you don't know this, but we have no protections if you have animals. So if you have a cat or if you have a dog that's actually like literally keeping you alive, because we have no mental health services. So like if you have a dog to keep you from committing suicide it don't matter. Landlords do not want your dogs. They do not want their cat. They are protected thanks to folks like Jason Kenney and my elected, uh, (laughs) you know, being able to go fuck these goddamn useless pieces of trash. We don't want them around here. So yeah, that's, that's what's going on.
1: Yep, and then half of them are like landlords and have all this money, and you know, get to continue to be rich and probably own yachts and God knows what else. Well, well, and rest... to
0: give you credit to what you're saying, um, yeah. I had read that there's one in three, one in five houses in Calgary that are completely empty because some rich foreign work, uh, a landlord is who doesn't care about the situation or plight here. Yep. It would rather have that house empty than have somebody be paying $1,000 a month as opposed to 1800 So they yep. would rather eat the cost of it being empty than to not, you know, have a reasonable rent. Yeah. So, and and ironically, it would be our, you know, people outside of Alberta, it's like $1,800 for rent, that's a steal. And it's like, mm, is it? though? So? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in Toronto, but not here. <laughs> yeah, no. So... Anyway, it's so it's so wild the situation right now. Yeah, we don't we didn't put up a Christmas tree this year for two reasons. Um, one, we thought our situation was going to be completely different for Christmas this year. Uh, we thought we were going to be in Lesbridge in a new job, happy, house sold, and looking for a new place. That's not the situation. <laughs> but the other part is, I am kind of questioning my relationship with Christmas because. I'm Indigenous and I'm just tired. So anyway, last night we had a fire. Um, I think I'm going to do one every full moon and just invite any family that wants to come. So yourself, your partner would be welcome anytime. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's a time to pray and give offerings. And uh, for a lot of, especially different Indigenous cultures, there's a lot of, um, you know, things that you have to burn. Um, I have a friend who, like, she's so... um, like uh critical about keeping every thread of hair right and so she yeah. has a bag and she puts it in her bag and she's cleaning her brush and whenever she's vacuuming she's putting that hair into this and um you know she burns it when she gets the opportunity so to me I'm like okay so if our home is available once a month for a sacred fire then maybe people will come so, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of what, we, that's what awesome. we did last night, and we did it when we first came back. We had a burning ceremony because, um you know, the local of the company that we had that was on like brown paper bags were like, yeah, we need to let go of some of the anger. Mm-hmm. So we tried to put it in the fire and and pray and. You know
1: I love that for you that's awesome and I love that for anyone who goes that's awesome
0: right so and and you you and your partner are welcome so Christian like, tradition, traditions are like you, you bring them here and uh we, we have that sacred fire and then uh yeah and, and then we had lots of food for feast for anybody who was interested but not that many people came so I'm glad I didn't order the KFC bucket I was gonna <laughs> i love (laughs) kfc i love the skin of K of their chicken i'm
1: not gonna lie
0: oh my god i think i better go after we're done here because i gotta get some some small things and and i gotta go get myself some kfc (laughs) yes exactly there you go (laughs) well you
1: know and even speaking of christmas i think for me too i've been kind of you know I've been questioning it a lot about too, like not just like Christmas and all of the the Catholic holidays. I've just been really questioning because like you said, we're Indigenous and it's not, it was never our culture. We never celebrated those, those holidays. And um, even actually at Thanksgiving, I had some people that were shocked. They're like, oh really? Like Indigenous people never celebrated Thanksgiving. And so it just, it goes to show the amount of,
0: lack of knowledge that there is out there (laughs) but to be like I it is I am so frustrated with some people though because like well I was back in Calgary and at Occupy and I had met a lot of Occupy Calgary folks and such and um to this day well I still don't understand the difference between hereditary um chiefs and band council and I'm like I don't know how to explain this to you anymore for you to comprehend it um it's not just me there's so many like newsletter articles out there there's books about it like I, I don't even know how we can have this conversation about Thanksgiving dinner and why it doesn't matter to us in fact worse why like we have to acknowledge the slaughter of our people like mm-hmm. I, I they just don't get it they don't get yep. the genocide they don't get these reports they're certainly not reading them they're certainly not reading our articles hope <laughs> and yeah they they stand in solidarity with us and it's like you know nothing about us
1: Yeah or the ones I, that they wear the orange shirt the one day of the year and they think that makes them an ally
0: right and then <laughs> they they pearl they do the pearl clutching when they find out that there's graves like it's literally in the most simple calls to action in the title like you didn't even have to read all the volumes all you had no. to do was read the calls to action and you didn't and then you have the audacity to say to me oh my god i can't believe this happened like before all of my life fell apart i was gonna go into counseling because like i'm so angry at the world right now for their gaslighting us yep. like it wasn't bad enough all of our ancestors told them it wasn't bad enough it was written about in 96 with our cap it was written in the trc with the calls yep. to action. It's still fucking news to them, and they have the audacity to say that to me. Fuck you! I know,
1: I know, I know. And honestly, I, I can relate, and I think a lot of, and I think I honestly am not shocked that a lot of us feel that we need to go into counseling or get a therapist because it's exhausting. I mean, I think for me, I was probably a little bit naive for some stuff. I can say that, but I think ever since coming forward about wanting to run, it's just, it's so exhausting to have to remind people the amount of genocide that continues and continues. And then they come to you and they're like, oh, that, that exists, uh, I never see that. Well, cause you're white, you don't see it. You, uh, the world is designed for you. That's what genocide is. It's designed for you to benefit and the rest of us to, to you know, die out basically. That's what it feels like
0: right and then you have these like anti masters who are like oh my god i'm an exploited jew and it's so like uh, upsetting because it's for you to try to take that struggle and somehow make it your own over health restrictions like we aren't even mandating vaccines we aren't going door-to-door and forcing people to get vaccinated no we're not even doing that no And yet they think they're exploited Jews that are being murdered. Like I I can't even, our population, our so-called neighbors are so stupid. I can't even deal with that. I I don't even know how to, you can't, you can't converse with something that ridiculous.
1: No, well, and you know, I did, I did a a quick poll, I think last month, just to see the amount of people in my writing, how many people believe in the vaccine. And I found one in four people in my writing are either anti-vaxxers or they think COVID's not real. But then these are the same people that have Trump 2024 signs on their, on their yard. And I'm like, Trump is not going to save you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you don't live in the US, so I don't understand the love for Trump in this province. I really don't.
0: Well, I, you know what, I just had this conversation this morning with a friend and they, they were saying they didn't understand why we have so much American influence and I had read the CBC executive had uh, wrote this book called like the Tower of Babel and normally I have it out but I don't have all my books out. Anyway, they talked about how we are the only country that has a foreign country's influence as our media. And as much as people freaking hated Sheila Cops for having Canadian content rules when she was um, Canadian um, heritage, I mean, at the end of the day, our, uh, I would say our generation and older still are 99% watching American content. So they're so highly influenced by the Fox news et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and it's, it's so gross. I like it for them to honestly listen to them and not see the propaganda yep. and yet then claim that they're persecuted jews that you know don't you see the propaganda i'm like oh my god i don't know how to converse this stupid
1: <laughs> i don't no i no i understand and you know it, it's it's funny you say that because alberta is like slowly turning into that two party system which is the us and it's so scary because I don't want to see just two parties. I really don't. I want right? to see other people at the table talking.
0: Yeah, I know. I once upon a time when I was naive, I used to think that, you know, having three, four parties bring in good ideas from every side created the best policy. But now they, so uh, back to American influence, I don't know if you know this, but there was another book by Marcy McDonald and she taught, it, it was like the road to Armageddon or something about Armageddon. And, okay. and she talked about the um republican camps that they have in the states and how our um whole, the whole harper conservative group including kenny they all okay. went down there all their staffers to get trained under their you know insane belief systems and i daniel smith talked about going down there and um you know as a libertarian she was like you know my my body my choice and they were like oh no 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 woman and so she was like fuck this shit and she left yeah. and then um you know but for some reason regular Canadians and in our Indigenous population I don't know why it's like a secret it's it's published it's in a book and she she was on record talking about it so it, like I don't understand why this is somehow secret so yeah. like that that American influence has been so strongly into our um you know Canadian politics, and then Uh, the lobbyists that are like the gun lobbyists and the military industrial complex, um, you know, they're the same lobbyists in both countries. So like, I, I just don't understand why our population has become so numb to the reality of how insane this country has become.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and I mean, I just said it to somebody earlier today too. I said, you know, we, thrive or we try to take this pride that canada is better than the us but you know they've had a black leader for eight years how many years have we had a person of color for for eight years you know what i mean so i'm not trying to put us higher than us i'm just saying that there's so many people out there that they always try to say oh we're better than the us we're not racist like especially when they say oh we're not as racist and uh, those people are just (laughs) you know want to give them that
0: throat hug yeah
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so I mean like they're clearly blind if they say oh we're not as racist as the U.S. so
0: yeah no they are because we literally can show our graves, you know, in the US, they have them too. And they're not talking about it. But, um, you know, it's, it's not any better whatsoever. And ironically, too, the urban design of both countries are based off the same thing. So, you know, you um, have on one side of the tracks, Siksika, on the other side of the tracks, Gleetian. Right. So you have your white yep. community, your native community, and that's like everywhere in like Southeast or Southwest Calgary, you have Sutina and then you have the boundary and then there's the white uh, county yep. areas. Right. So, and that's like Stephen Harper's, Jason Kenney, uh, who else has been a uh, Ralph Klein, that whole area there. Like that's where the heart of conservatism is. Yep. So, so gross. It oh, is... you want to know something funny? Oh, we, wow. had, we had a liberal Christmas party. And they oh, had ten, 10 questions of uh, you know really stupid things like what's the bridge to PEI? Confederation Bridge right? Yeah. I actually got a question wrong because my brain went to Preston Manning instead of that stupid um, Stockwell Bay so I yeah. almost got 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. I can't believe I got those two names mixed up in my head for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> <Stelky>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but you know and okay so I totally dogged up the, the government for all the justifiable reasons yeah but I keep thinking if um Trudeau wasn't in government at the time of the stupid COVID imagine how much worse it would have been with a oh, conservative know. government federally
1: I'm glad you brought this up because we had talked about it last time and honestly I have to say After, I mean, not that I'm saying I didn't agree with it before, but honestly, looking at these past couple of years, I am like super grateful that we've had Trudeau because honestly, I don't know what position we'd be in right now if Aaron O'Toole or any of the Conservatives were in power.
0: Oh, I think I have a headache coming in just imagining no (laughs) vaccines being ordered, imagining no masks, imagining the airports wide open. I mean, they're, they're critical of what Justin Trudeau did. But, you know, they would have been a million times worse.
1: Oh, absolutely. A million absolutely. times.
0: And they never at any point in time, like, pushed for lockdowns. Like, and you've seen both Ford's um, conservative government and our conservative government, like, have the highest numbers for many times because of the, you know, oh, no, we're going to protect people's freedoms by giving, you know, those of low income or autoimmune issues you know the highest chance of contracting COVID and being in the hospital so and that's sarcasm for folks (laughs) like that that's how they think but it's insane so you know i I don't know how to put these dots closer together for all our conservative voters
1: i think honestly if the conservative governments were in control of this pandemic we would have similar results that the u.s had when trump was handling the pandemic there would be several deaths percentage-wise and everything Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't care they would just like you said go on about doing what they're doing and um and yeah
0: but let's not give anybody free passes here let's go back to bc and let's talk about an ndp government with a liberal federal government Mm -hmm. with people who died in the heat wave yep people who died because because of COVID, people who died of the flooding people who died of the fire and Mm -hmm. what was their response fuck all like these colonial governments are the worst
1: i know well, and then you think Lytton BC reached almost 50 degrees Celsius in Canada and burnt down in what 15, 20 minutes. Like
0: right. Like <laughs> holy. And so, no
1: response. So yeah, it's not just I don't want to. Well just no, put they a, gave a
0: response. More mm-hmm. RCMP so that we could rip down more forests so that we could put in that pipeline, motherfuckers.
1: Uh. <laughs> 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 uh. that that pipeline that pipeline is is so stressful for me especially as someone who's so passionate about running like you know I I love these people who are NDP supporters it's like um Rachel Notley pushed for the pipeline too so don't be giving them a free pass don't just say it's the UCP doing it
0: like I keep bringing this up and I can't believe she hasn't blocked me yet but whenever they try to talk about that so what year was it so 2016, I think was the year we were like, no more cops in Pride. And then maybe it was 2017 where she was, um, we, we had our, our main speaker who's Blackfoot, comes from a long lineage of traditional uh, keepers and his two spirit. And he did awesome. the most beautiful land acknowledgement talking about the land at Pride. And Rachel Notley came in and got the whole crowd going, build that pipe. So our organization put out a thing saying, "Fuck this." A lot nicer, actually, with the speaker. <laughs> he, he put out a, you know, land acknowledgments mean nothing to you, obviously, and why this was problematic. And we, like, we we can we put together this beautiful piece. So I yeah. remind her regularly of that, and the NDP just, you know, and and the other problematic issue I see with them is that. Um, So the Liberal Party, our federal and provincial constitutions are not linked. So we are completely separate. That's why you see like a Liberal Party in BC act more conservative than conservative sometimes, because we're actually not all the same. And um, I mean, I would argue liberal values are really like capitalistic uh conservative values in general anyway but yeah. the, the new new conservatives are like republican weird insane yeah yep. we used to be very similar anyway regardless my point more is the liberal party our constitutions aren't linked but the ndps are yeah so an NDP in BC Alberta Newfoundland whether you're federal or provincial you're the same yep. you're getting the same info Yep. And and that's totally by their constitution. Yep. So when you have someone like Jagmeet Singh saying anything about John Horgan, oh right, he didn't. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So and and you never see the federal NDP come down on your provincial NDP when they're clearly in the wrong and it's, they're doing the exact opposite talking points in Ottawa compared to whatever province we're talking about. Yeah. Right. So, like, yep. people say, well, I don't think that Rachel Notley and Jagmeet Singh, like, like each other, because they have a disagreement on pipelines, not, you know, what is the NDP's ethics here, Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, and, you know, that's the thing, like, I strive so hard to remind people that uh, one party isn't going to save you over the other and it's just amazing the comments that come in when when you say something about Rachel Notley or NDP and it's not like I'm trying to go out there and be some vindictive person about the NDP I'm just pointing out the facts of what they're doing and they still it's like they're brainwashed and they think that this is reality and that oh she's going to save us and, and everything's going to be amazing uh, if she gets elected in 2023. But they only raised aish by ninety seven dollars. Let's not forget. And then they go and bitch to the UCP that oh the aish can't live off sixteen eighty five. Well, why didn't you increase it higher when you were in power for for four years? You know? Why didn't so, you
0: invest in mental health? Like all of exactly. That, like I can't even reshare their talking points. Because they're so very right on it. Very Like it's almost never that they're right because they're, they had four years and they didn't, they didn't do the very things that they're calling the UCP out on for. And interesting, you should say that because I was driving yesterday on 16th Avenue. There is a homeless man on about Edmonton trail and 16th. He has crutches. Oops. He has crutches and he has um like, uh he's lost his leg from the knee down on one so he has his like pants folded up like we have a man panhandling in ridiculous weather yep because asia is so poor here mm-hmm. you know i have how many indigenous um indian residential school survivors houseless at Marlborough sea C- train station every morning yep you know you you have this and they they they're like, oh no, we take care of our own, and the reason why you pay taxes to take care of everyone, and it's like, fuck you. I actually really resent this Jody Bondette. I really resent her putting money in towards talking about this Build 21 in in Quebec, yep. when she has not invested that at all into MMIW here at yep. all. Yep. You know. I agree. So I, I, agree. I'm, I get so fr- frustrated, and then. Oh, you're going to love this. The cbes um, they put out a tweet yesterday patting themselves on the back. All the school trustees shared it because, you know, oh, they t- finally took down one of the Langevin signs. Oh, you know, those ones that we had to fight fucking tooth and nail for and they didn't do a damn thing with until they were shamed into it by a national spotlight. Yeah. Not, And they'll never give us credit for it. No, no, no,
1: no, no. It's all them
0: yeah so monday i guess the uh, sandstone sign is coming down and I'm, i have to work so i can't see it so i'm gonna go um today try to take a snap of the before and then um maybe next week you know get a picture of the after because i ain't uh-huh. promoting that i can't yeah. i can't even and you know we have one of our team that was like oh good job and i kind of feel like sending them a message and being like so i'm taking this down because yeah. because we haven't connected at all since the uh, thing happened, but it is what it is. They, they gave them that a thank you and all of the school trustees yeah. liked it because they think they're doing a good job of being good settlers and trying to be a good ally. And it's like, no, you're not, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're still not creating safe spaces for indigenous. So, nope. No. yeah. Nope, nope, exactly so that yeah anyway i don't need like i can't believe you and i have been on the on the call already and talked about all these things is there anything you want to say today before we start wrapping up because just you and i could talk forever i know i know we could (laughs) um i
1: mean i think we've we've covered a lot you know
0: i think honestly
1: i just hope people listen like you like you said at the beginning i hope people donate to you because honestly you have a good voice and I I wish there's more Indigenous people that get involved, but I understand why they don't because settlers, but
0: yeah. So exhausting. They are, (laughs) they're so exhausting. They are. But it is what it is. And, you know, I, I just really appreciate you. And and I just want other Indigenous who might be listening to know, like, you might feel really alone and you have every reason to feel alone, but we're here, we're all here. And I want to be here for everybody. You know, I, I get sad when I see lateral violence, or I'm I'm on the receiving end of it. But man, I got your back. They I try to share everybody's stuff who needs it that's in this area <laughs> on a regular, because you know, like if people can fundraise for me, hopefully they can get people like you know, like this is the worst part. Sometimes you can't. You can try to give them money. You can try to give them money for rent down down payment but obviously the landlords are like wow if you don't have a full-time job and you're not making x amount of money even though like look at the job market yeah it, i just i don't even know how any of us are surviving frankly so if you're alone if you're feeling alone no you're not alone no you're welcome in my house every full moon you know um even with this um ambacon Am- at Ever- evercon i can't remember the variant the new covid oh yeah yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever we can wear masks we can still have a fire we can throw the things in the fire that we need to we'll figure it out we will figure it out and yeah. um you know i just want people to be safe and try to have a good holiday despite all of the barriers telling us not to um whether you know whether it's your um belief system to continue to do christmas like i can't shame you i was raised 44 years to do christmas we we all were you You know so (laughs) (laughs) so anyway no christmas tree this year no christmas lights and i don't know what our future looks like with christmas but i do know you know getting together and eating together and being together and laughing together and being sarcastic together i'm all down for that to exactly. reach out. me too me too okay <laughs> okay i'm so glad i had you on i miss you and i know yeah. i want to wish you oh not just you every single indigenous person trying so hard in this colonial um, institution of education trying so hard to get the stupid degrees so that you can have these papers that people will still not like us for yeah you know, i just want you all to know i see you studying i see you working hard i see you you know, being disengaged in some capacity in order to focus on your studies. And I'm so grateful that you are, because those are opportunities, not all of us have been afforded. And I I want you to be successful in what you're doing. And I want you to feel I want you to remember how proud you all make us like, you know, me as an auntie or cousin, I'm always proud of you, all trying to work within these stupid education systems that are racist, barriers, they're meant to break our mental health down. Mm -hmm. So it's not you. It's the stupid system. And I don't want you to forget that. I want you to remember how much we appreciate you all. So anyway, with that, I am proud that this podcast has given solutions, cultural training, cultural first aid, and all of them to create a safer space for Indigenous people of colour, those with disabilities, LGBTQ2 to speak, so if you don't know what cultural safety training is or cultural first aid, there's this computer that you have in your hand called an iPhone. And, and you can do something with this word called Google. And if you were to Google cultural safety training, cultural first aid, you'd find it. And one of my favorite ones that I've been saying in every podcast is this one from here to helpbcca by Cheryl Ward, Chelsea Branch and Alicia Fridkin of what is indigenous cultural safety and why I should care about it. So, you know, work like this, these are the cultural action tools that I've said um, to try to help you all understand what reconciliation work and settler understandings are, you know, I'm just lucky enough to highlight them and repeat them here. Internalized racism or lateral violence is another form of violence that marginalized people are experiencing by you know, racism imposed on these lands with like the Indian Act or really poor urban planning of separation and segregation. So many things to talk about there. RacialEquityTools.org has a ton of resource files from what is internalized racism to more. And uh, Donna Bevins wrote the one that I had said for since the start of these podcasts. Um, do's and don'ts for bystander intervention by American Friends Service Committee. Uh, what to do when you see a non-cop harassing a person of color. Um, If you see or experience racism in Alberta, you can report it to -to acttoendracism.ca or text 587-507-3838 and it brings you to that website, acttoendracism.ca. Indigenous have been sharing uh, about our traumas, about the issues and... Reports, commissions, and public hearings just so it can be regularly disregarded, no more. Honor our words, honor the treaties, listen to politicians and their policies and platforms. If they don't recognize marginalized in their budget with gender equity plus, if they are cutting violence prevention programs and services, indigenous education, uterus health choices, gay-straight alliances, lack of human rights for migrants, immigrants, folks with disabilities, know that your vote to that party, directly negatively impacts marginalized people you know I'm, i'll say this you know um, this government since what 2015 has had gender equity plus and yet here we have a femme indigenous person in a houseless situation with COVID 19. Yep. so even with having that we're still not there so, we yep. need folks to understand this is the bare minimum, and we're still not there. Demand yep. that they implement the TRC's calls to action, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action. The recommendations of the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples probably heard me refer to RCAP. That's what I'm talking about. Multiple reports on child welfare reform, violence prevention, and now 231 calls to justice from the National Inquiry on Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Girls, and Two Spirit. You know, folks don't understand. All of these reports help um, not just Indigenous people, but all Canadians denying these reports is a form of abuse called gaslighting. Our people are experiencing extreme racism in the educational justice and health institutions with multiple reports that say the same thing. Demand change from election platforms and politicians. They don't understand colonialism, racism, privilege, and sexism. They have zero business running. should be understood by all parties, local politicians, community organizations, sports clubs. You know, a great article I said out loud in episode 62 is uh, truth before truth, how non-Indigenous Canadians become allies. And I mean, if you were to Google how to be an ally to Indigenous people, now there are multiple articles, like you literally have no excuse. You're experiencing emotional distress after anything you've heard today, what we talked about want to talk, there's a First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness helpline at 1-855-242-3310. It is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. At their website, hopeforwellness.ca, you can also have a text option there. For more related to missing and murdered Indigenous women, there is a phone number, uh, 844-413-6649. It's open 24-7 and for non-Indigenous, there are distress center lines, in your area, Uh, here in Calgary we have a functioning 211 and that's for all of Alberta, or you can call 833-456-4566. And I also wanna point out the 60 Scoop Indigenous Society of Alberta resource of hashtag survivor driven, it's www.ssisa.ca. If you see or experience racism in Alberta, you can report it again Uh, act to end racism or text 587-507-3838 also the trevor project has tons of resources for lgbtq2 plus youth peer support Um, just go to their website and you'll hear a ton of lines there of course and here we have uh, oh by the way a lifevoice.ca That's the Trevor Project's, uh, you know, umbrella of LGBTQ plus crisis supports. They don't include the two. Still a problem for me because as much as I try to educate people about two-spirit, when I don't see them using the two, lack of Indigenous inclusion, lack of understanding treaty, lack of understanding settler colonialism and definitely not honoring our two-spirit who in my opinion are the most important and i say that with the greatest of respect to my guests too um lifevoice.ca there's a trans lifeline there too violence is my everyday reality every indigenous generation has faced it that's why i started this podcast to speak freely without interruption without tone police without leadership shaming without gaslighting questions as many people don't want to hear indigenous opinion sure want to tell us their shitty opinion by people who don't know anything about colonialism or constant surveillance of our people our protests our vigils and our rights microaggressions people dealing with internalized racism then there are the gatekeepers out there i've seen a great quote from an indigenous artist who said just because the institutions don't fund you and acknowledge your art doesn't make your art less lesser so you know those um institutions not funding your art no those are the gatekeepers that I'm aware of I'm watching so you know people who survive off the status quo people who are so in their trauma you know that there's so much out there going on I think we discussed it a lot this is why I started the podcast because when I turn on the CBC I sure don't hear what we're talking about so <laughs> Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Thank you to my ancestors, my granny, my mom, and what strength looks like through your example. I want to thank my dad for teaching me to be strong and blunt. My stepmom for teaching me what a proud culture is, her Austrian roots. And through her, I'm a second generation proud Calgarian. Um, And I highly recommend that if you're non-native, never say you're a native Calgarian, ever anyway <laughs> <laughs> right how right. many times have I looked someone in the eye and was like I'm sorry you called yourself a native and then they're like oh 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 yeah but it means this I'm like oh I know what it means it <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you to my husband Darcy for producing and editing the show you know he's been my childhood friend father of my child uh, support down my journey of the red road. He's witnessed decades of racism and sexism and to our child who we are blessed to learn from daily. We are so honored you chose us. You give me daily accountability to be a better and stronger person. I hope my daughter and my family will be proud in the future trying to discuss these issues. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian where you can pledge and support. Thank you again to my previous donors for showing your support. You value listening or watching and can afford to give. Thank you to those who cannot afford to give. I'd love to hear from you at, Native YYC at gmail.com where you can send in your comments, questions, or give an e transfer. I also have a YouTube channel where you can subscribe and you can go to nativeCalgarian.com. If you're like, okay, I'm gonna really learn this land acknowledgement stuff. I mean, I do a teaching. Unfortunately, now I have to work full-time. So our time frame has become very limited about when I can teach you that now. But I will end with giving side eye to those Calgary rabbits. You're lucky I'm not your dish. And my beautiful cousin would respond, or you'd be in my dish. Thank you for listening. <laughs>